This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, boys and girls, Tim and Taos in the morning podcast number 17. 17. 17. 17 weeks of this nonsense. And that's uh, like four months, if my calculations are are correct. And uh, people are starting to take notice of the podcast, Timmy. Tell your friends. Tell your friends, hey, by the way, we're going to get to know uh, somebody in the podcast fear, if you will. So later on, later on down the line, we've been getting to know uh, colleagues, mm-hmm. station employees, yep. friends, family, whatever. Uh, so stick around for that. Uh, later on, say midsummer, late summer, I think it's a get to know one of our podcast listeners. That should be fun. That'll be fun. That'll be dangerous. Very dangerous. We'll make sure that we have the dump button ready. But no, we don't need fun. a dump button. This um, week it is. Uh, this is. I'm nervous. Get to know Steve Sparky. I'm actually Pfeiffer. really nervous about doing this right now. Now we didn't. Uh, we didn't let Stevie know. Well, let's just call him. All right, let's dial him up. We because I think he's going to say no. But I just figured we'd call him while we're recording, and just find out. Not set up in any way. I'm just assuming. I shouldn't assume. Maybe he'll go for it. I don't know, but we've uh, gotten to know Rami, Orlowski, Little Dino. Oh, here's, okay, so this is Sparky. Now, he's going to answer because it's from the radio station. Hello? Steven. Steven. Hello? Hello? Steven, can you hear me? No. He can't hear us. (laughs) Oh, that's weird. He can't hear us. That's weird. That's really weird. The hotline called me from the radio station. That's just the CBS feed. <laughs> That's really weird. <laughs> hey, uh, Rami over there on the board, do you know what you're doing? I have no idea what's going on here. Uh, this is... Uh, yeah. Should we hang up? No. No, keep it going? Let's, let's see if he talks a little bit more. Steven? I'm just waiting for the text on my phone. Steven. Stevie. Sounds like he's checking out somewhere. Now chopping or something? Pick and save? Well, we got to know a lot about Sparky on this one. This was good. Yep. Now, I'm I'm a little surprised we just didn't get hung up on right away. Well, if he's he, still on the phone. If he knows it's us, he's probably going to hang up on us. Um Oh, there's Jackson. Jackson. Hey, buddy. He appeared on the Tim and Tosh in the Morning podcast. He got a little mommy out of him. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you just hang the damn phone up? No, I I don't know how he hasn't (sighs) hung up the phone yet. That's weird. The hotline called me, and I get the CBS feed. (laughs) He's still on the phone. (laughs) Stevie. Stevie, you want to be on the Get to Know segment? Sparky, it's uh, it's the Tim and Tausch in the Morning podcast. You may have heard of it. We uh, we do it on the on the website 1057fmthefan.com. Uh, we were we were wondering if you wanted to be a part of the show today. No, no. Why wouldn't he just hang up? Maybe you ask him and it'll it'll work better. You guys are buddies. You guys have known each other a lot longer. Well, I'm trying to ask him if he could hear us. He's still on the phone. I wonder what he's doing. Why? I'm. I don't know. Oh, there it is. Up. Now there, he hung up. Yep. Yep. All he, right. There he goes. Okay. So there goes Sparky. Apparently, um, he didn't know we were confused. We're all confused. On the plus side, uh, the radio station's still on. That's what I'm afraid of with you over there. What do you mean? Doing this? Yeah. We're recording this in the main control main room. Main studio, yeah. I'm yeah. at Control Center Charlie. Yeah. So whatever goes on the air goes through that board. Right here, right in front of me. 
So what we can do is, uh, in, in this radio biz, we can uh, keep the radio station on doing what it does, CBS Sports Talk, and we can record other stuff at the same time, same, mm-hmm. same room, same yep. board. And so what we thought we'd do is to try and call Stevie, but apparently you don't know how to function. No, apparently I don't know how to have it be that he can talk <clears throat> to us. Because we're in, we're all in the same program, and he's not on the program your, of your microphone. Our microphones should yes. be the same as the phone pot. They are. You hey, mirrored it. Yes. Can we? Can I get some clarification? Ryan Horvat, can you come over here quick? Can you just come over here and check my work? Yeah, because right. we're getting we're getting <clears throat> verification here. We're getting the referee. Right. That's all. That's all in the same spot. Yep. Everything's in the same spot. Although I tried to put you on in my headphones to hear you guys call Sparky, I, I can't know hear that. anything coming through. On no, mine. I know that because okay, I don't. You got nothing in yours either. No, I I got mine. Okay. I heard Stevie. I I hear I my voice. Hear. I couldn't hear. See, him. we can hear it because we we have this this headphone jack right I'm here. I'm ready to shit can this podcast. Here. So what's you ready to throw it away? I'm ready to shit can it. So uh, we need to maybe go to Plan B. Plan B got me through college. Plan- whoa, whoa! Yeah. What did you just Plan say? Plan B got what? We're not going to go there. Plan B got you through college? You never heard of Plan B? <laughs> I'm, yes. No. A fine supporter of it. I was just making a joke, though, Bill. What's Plan B? I don't even. Plan get B it. is what. Uh, so, so Plan A, right, is the one that you plan on going with, the your number one choice. Um, when you are having sexual <laughs> penetration, some, some intercourse, yeah. and, and the climax comes. And you weren't fully armored up. You need to go to a plan B. You got like 48 hours to get to the uh, nearest student rec center. And oh, pick yourself up. Yeah. I mean, you don't and take no, the plan no, B. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. Why? Well, why not? Because well, the, the, we're not worried about what's in you. We're worried about... Men, <laughs> men can't have babies, Tim. Oh, no, unless, the, you're, no, unless you're Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie no, with, uh, okay. with Danny DeVito. So, so the girl would have to go and yes. get yes. this... Yes. This pill form? Yes. yes. Yeah. Just one the, dose. That uh, Commonly known as the morning after? Yes. Yes. Okay. Why didn't you just say that? Because it was funny. Well, they named it Plan B. It was just, you know, it was a little okay. joke. I didn't well, know it was going to make it over the air. Uh, let's let's just... Uh, well, hopefully it's not over the air because he just said we're going to shit can this. So that would be a little bit rough on We'd the be air. in even more trouble than usual. That would be very troublesome. Yes. <laughs> so in can the world of sports... Can you check the radio station make sure that we're yeah. still going? In the world of sports, before <laughs> we get to get to know Ryan Horvat, he's a pinch hitter today for Sparky. Oh, I feel... I Appreciate feel, it, man. I feel great, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Second choice again. Um, in, <laughs> in the world of sports, Brewers... Um, uh, they're hanging tough, man. At this recording, they're doing well. Yeah, they are doing good. They got an opportunity if they win. We're recording this on Sunday. They have an opportunity to be twenty-one, have twenty-one wins, that would seven be games a, over five hundred, two-thirds of all their baseball games. They would be winning. They would be twenty-one and fourteen. Yep, yep. It's very impressive. And uh, I do want to say this. So I I don't want to name names, but uh, there's some little boys playing baseball on the roster. I don't think you have to name names. I think we all know who who you're talking about. Well, there might be two. I think there's two on the current roster right now as configured. Okay. A little disappointing, but they seem to be getting some playing time. Well, if you're going with the little boy little boy baseball style, it would be that they would get the opportunity to go in there and fix whatever issue they have, right? You get to go back in and, and figure your stuff out. Um, I think everybody uh, gets a ch- an equal opportunity to have success. Jonathan VR, by the way, uh, the boss may be pissed at him. He didn't you really detected this one. Didn't really play over the weekend at all. No. And it was because he made some egregious base running decisions. One for sure. A selfish trying to stretch a single to a double. And then he dropped some baseballs and yeah, lack of, I don't know what it is. It's typical adventures with VR stuff. But, man, um, he's hitting a lot better than he has in a year. Hit a lot. Hit, he is off to a very, very good, a strong start. So pick your poison. What do you want? What's the biggest? Not playing every day either. What, well, what's the biggest problem with the Brewers? Hitting or defense? They're both some issue. Some mm-hmm. form of issue. Um, then uh, Packer news. 
Uh, so we're all going crazy over the Green Bay Packers and uh, the rookie camp. It's a big deal. You get to go in and run around in your underwear. Yes, you do. And there's three big, tall, lanky, rough receivers, right? Yep. Going against these smaller corners that they drafted. Mm-hmm. Woo, woo. Just let's get into training camp. <laughs> <laughs> Just fast forward and let's do that. Can we? Uh, Bucks are going to uh, interview a woman, Becky, Becky Hammond. Hammond, for a head coach. I don't care whether she's a Martian, a male, female, a mix of both. It doesn't matter her race, religion. I don't care, first of all. Can we start there, just so no one confuses this That's next statement? lined up. Now go. Okay. Are you you're thinking that how many teams in the NBA? Thirty-two. Thirty of them. Thirty. Thirty. Oh, I thought there were thirty-two. Just thirty. Thirty of them. Thirty. Okay. She is one of the top thirty candidates on the face of this planet Earth. I don't know. You know what's crazy? She's not even the lead assistant for the Spurs. She's like the third or fourth. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. I'm just saying. There, you can't find. You can't find more qualified individuals that can handle a team that is supposed to win now. If you're rebuilding, I would sort of understand it a little bit more. But don't you want somebody now that's experienced? Was proven head right. coach experience. I understand yeah. what you're saying. With with a with this kind of group, you want to go now. You're not trying to make sure there's going to be growing pains with any first time head coach like that, who's going into a brand new situation. I'm I'm wondering. I'm just wondering if she might be. Would she be considered one of the top thirty coaches in the country? In your mind, considered right now, she's a top thirty head coaching candidate, simply because of what we've all heard of her. And the work that she's done with individual player work that we found. She won what was it the summer league? Yeah. With the chant with, with the Spurs summer league team. What happens is anybody on a Greg Popovich bench, and we saw this with exactly. Phil Jackson with uh Tex Winner, Jim Clemens, a lot of these guys get jobs due to who they served for, served under, you know, on the Look bench. at the McCarthy tree. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I so get it. Well, Joe she's on Prunty, the Popovich Joe tree. Prunty's out of the po- out Popovich of the, tree out, as out well. Out of the San Antonio yep. tree. Yeah. I just want to know, can she call an after-timeout play? Because there's nothing more frustrating than watching a Bucks game. They cut them out of a timeout, and it's iso ball. It's it's Middleton or, or Giannis just going iso one-on-one. Watch any other team. Watch the Celtics. Brad Stevens <clears> calls a timeout. They come out with an offensive set and they get a quick bucket. Do you think you she's good enough? Do you think she's good enough to win the NBA title in 2018-19 season? No, simply because she's never done it. Before. Does she get well, to coach that's LeBron? What I'm saying. I get, no, I get exactly <laughs> that's what, what you're saying. saying. I get exactly what you're saying. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate and point point to reasons why they are looking at her as a head because well, she is a head coaching candidate around the league. She's recognized as a as a top. I'm pointing out up and coming that they're ready to candidate. win now. Yeah. That are are the Bucks ready to win now? Well, yeah. that's that yeah. should be the if, mindset, if shouldn't is, it? If this is an Orlando team that still has to grow, or the Bulls, or the Kings, who have no sense of direction, I think it's, I think it's very well worth the risk. But in this situation, you're not ready to take a risk. I, Here's I the guess, thing. Yeah. I guess to sit down and chat just to see what happens. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm I find it hard to believe that that candidate, again, whether it's male or female is going to be thrust into one of only 30 of those positions on this planet. It's crazy because I have said for years coaching in the NBA doesn't really matter outside of, but then you see, okay, look at the Celtics this year. Without Brad Stevens, I don't know if that team makes this run. You know, as soon as they lost Kyrie Irving, you lose Gordon Hayward the first night of the season. I don't think they make this run without Brad Stevens. I'll, but now, I'll tell does you LeBron don't. James need a coach? No, he's the coach of the Cavs. How many times have we seen him wave off Tyrone Lue? We saw it when David Blatt was there. He yep. takes control of the huddle. Different, Like the Warriors, for example. Steve Kerr last year was out the majority of the season with that back injury. Uh, Luke Walton filled in, did a great job. They don't need a head coach because they have three of the best players in the NBA on the same team. LeBron's the best player. He doesn't need a head coach. They could kind of run things themselves. Younger teams like the Bucks. The Celtics, you need a head coach uh, to come up with offensive sets, to change matchups so you don't, up. So you, you wouldn't hire her? 
I wouldn't hire her. I like I like that she's getting interviews. I do because I think she's a good basketball mind. But no, I would especially for this team that's a mess with all these different egos and personalities. I would want somebody with head coach experience. Just that's all I want mm-hmm. because I feel that if you go with a rookie head coach, regardless of who it is, I think you're making a mistake, man. I do in Milwaukee. Players don't respect coaches with no head coach experience. Like I feel like but Prunty unless you're was a Hall of Famer. Prunty was kind of a, a joke because he had no experience. I mean, yeah, it's awesome that you served under Greg Popovich. But, but young players will be molded into respecting their coach. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And they're not that young, this Bucks team. In well, terms they, of and they all have playoff experience at this point now, too. In terms of their experience, they're ready to roll. Mm-hmm. So I just I just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, I know it's a, it's it's going to be a hot button and for sure it will be. Uh, I, you know, again, just a just a what we learned on this is that I don't care if she's a female or a male. I want the Bucks to get someone experienced that is going to go in there and win an NBA title. Well, and now, she's, not not in three years, exactly. Now, so and, and to put the Becky Hammond thing to rest, I think she is going to get a job when she does. I agree. When she does, I hope it's for her talents and not simply because. A team was pushed to make a hire that people believe should have been made a long time ago. How old is she? Do we know? Mid forties, I believe. Okay. How long has she been head coaching or uh, assistant coaching? Four years. Yeah, she's forty-one years old. She's a former player. Mm-hmm. She played in the WNBA for a yep, long time. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and uh, she, uh, yeah, coaches for the Spurs, the Russian national team. She, she eventually with a little bit. Uh, Colorado State is where she went to college. So she's. As a player, she played for the Liberty, and as a coach, she's just been with the Spurs since 2014. Mm-hmm. She eventually will get a job, head mm-hmm. coaching job. Yes. Make it a young team. Make Imagine. it a young team. Right, a team that, that's up and coming with guys that, like you said, are, are young college players that need direction and need to be molded into players. Last thing I want in Milwaukee is a team that I believe is closer than a lot of people think <clears throat> to to being a, uh, a beast team in the in the East. Last thing I want is to wait out the mature maturation process of its head coach. Now, that's the one thing that you can control the maturation process of. You got to hire them. If it doesn't work out with the experienced guy, you can always fire him. Yeah, you or can always her, let him go. Or whatever, whoever that may be, you can always fire that person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't Tim, talk quick so question. Who is the firing people? Is uh the most capable of running the uh, Bucks team as the head coach. Who would you, who would you choose if you had to choose one employee from 105.7 FM The Fan? Who would you choose as the uh, Bucks head coach? Um, hmm. I'm gonna go with uh, Sparky. I'd rule out. He's just it's just too sort of uh, ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, it's just maybe too into it. <clears throat> and too set. That's a good word. So set that it should be done this Likes way. Likes the team too much. Well, no, but it's uh, no, in, it's, in terms I get what of you're basketball. Mm-hmm. Here's how you do it. And his offensive, his philosophies are very, very set in what he believes. And and I think he'd be less willing to work with uh, changing his philosophies based on the talent he has on the floor. Rami. I think would be sort of on the too lax or lazy side. What, but what if, oh, he would just be too cool, and he would tell all these guys that they're wrong. But what about Phil Jackson being the Zen master? Maybe he could be sort of... You guys are just totally missing out on one. <laughs> Hold on, candidate. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, Joe Zenzola would be someone that they laugh at all the time. <laughs> so, this guy? <laughs> you have to rebound better. Um... John, John, you will box out in this game. I'm sorry. You need, you have to box out better for us to win the basketball game. What about Bill Michaels? Um, I didn't think he'd want to. No, I don't think. You could pay him enough to do it. He ain't dealing with that shit storm. <laughs> no. So he ain't going to want to. Uh, Leroy. Thank you. Leroy would be um, a motivator. Roy would be he would be respected. You know who I think would be the quiet giant leader? Bart Winkler? Gary Ellerson. I'm going Gary okay. on this one. I would go Gary. I okay. think they'd respect him, and I think he could let him play for a little bit. 
let them go around, clown around these jokers. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they, they're going to go out to kind of like how he treats club. me in Arizona. Yeah, We're, yeah, but but then when it comes time to be Daddy Gary, yeah, then he then he can do that. I've seen I think, that. I think I think uh, younger dudes can can appreciate and respect that. I was gonna go Leroy. It's a good question. I was gonna go Leroy simply because I think Leroy would do a great job of allowing his assistants to to help and and be a be a big part of it. But that's what got Jason Kidd run out of town because he didn't drop his own plays. So yeah, I'd say Gary as well probably would be the number one candidate. I'd hire yeah. myself. You'd go with you. All right, Rami. Then we're going to fire you 20 minutes later. Yep, well, no, be. once the governorship no. changes or whatever the shit no. is. So that, that's a great question. And that I'm is glad a good we agreed question. on I'm glad we agreed on Gary Ellerson. Because he would be the the best candidate. Who would be the worst candidate? I think we've already been there. I think it would be Bart. What about Frames? We got the bullets coming up. <laughs> Horrified. You kidding me? Back in 1989, I Marcus I used Johnson. To, I used Mickey. to coach over at Catholic Memorial, right off of 164 out there in Waukesha. Shit, man, we kidding me? We went to we went to state with the girls three years in a row. Did he really coach? Yeah, he was some kind of basketball coach. Was at he? Point. Yeah. So he's got the experience on the resume. So maybe. Well, if well, we're going experience, I would like to apply my name <laughs> to the candidacy. For the Milwaukee Bucks' newest head coach. Members of the media, state of Wisconsin, I'd like to introduce the newest head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, Mike McGivern. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> Guys, I, uh, man, there's no different kind of words I can say than just, I am just honored and privileged to be a part to Milwaukee Bucks organization. Thank you so much. And for these young men, look, I'm sitting there looking at him. Look, you see Chris? Chris right there? He's having such a good time. Chris, that girlfriend you got really outkicked your coverage, buddy. <laughs> um, so he has coached his son. Yes. You've, well, you've coached your son, right, Mike? I used to coach my son, Matthew, at Maranatha Baptist Bible College played basketball, but I it was it was incredible. I got to coach Matthew for for I'll, I'll never forget it, Tim. We're, this is a good story, man. No, we don't we're, have time for that here. story. We used to Matthew. We, by the way, is a good dude. He is a good guy. I've never met Matthew. Yeah, he is a good kid. Seems like he was a pretty good basketball player. I mean, from the yeah. stories Mike tells, uh, he really ran it up over at Maranatha Baptist. No, he's a he's a good guy. He's a good young guy. All right. Um, so do you want the, the Bucks job? <clears throat> the world of sports. Would I? Yeah. No. No, I don't think I, I ain't would dealing either. with that. I don't think I would either. I'm not dealing with that. I would rather do this and then criticize whoever they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's definitely easier. Instead of getting the criticism. <laughs> Instead of getting the criticism. Yeah, then rather... catching all the heat. I'd rather sit back here and watch it come in. I wouldn't want to be. I've told you this before. I'd be a horrible baseball manager. Oh, you I'm would not be brutal as a oh, baseball so manager. Oh, I'd be awful. Um, I'm not dealing with the football. <laughs> Being a head coach? No. Just, I, I didn't sign up. Not to sound like Rami. Because we remember Rami said he never wanted to be a boss of a radio right, station. Right, exactly, yeah. Uh, but I just, I don't want that pressure like that, man. And um, you, it's always no se- seemingly, you guys know this, you listen to head coaches in football, basketball, managers in baseball. It always seems like they're so relieved to, to be done with the media that yeah. it, it, based on that, it seems like they're almost trying to hide something or fake it. <laughs> and I'm... I think a lot of them do. They got something up their sleeve that they just don't want to tell you. Think about that. You you go, you finally get the stage, and before and after every game, in in, in baseball at least, you got to be on the firing line. Yeah. So it just seems to me that some of them have faked it over the years. And we catch them. It's my job to catch and them. And it's fun when we do. I caught counsel the other day. It's fun when we Ryan do. Ryan Braun is good to go. But he didn't go. Why'd you say he was good to go? Well, he, no, Tim, he's uh, he's good to go, but we uh, just uh, wanted to give him an extra day off. Um, anything else before we get to get to know Ryan Horvat? No, I'm pretty good. I want to. This is exciting. Oh, award winning. Uh, Bart Winkler, congratulations. Bill Michaels, congratulations mm-hmm. on Big your time. Wisconsin That's awesome. Broadcast Association 
uh, awards. When you think about it, uh, it's it's a decent sized state, state of Wisconsin, bunch of radio stations in it, tons of them. Bill Michaels, best sports talk show in the state, love it. And we got him right here. And Bart Winkler, the best personality on digital and social media. I know our boss will really like that. Anybody that is listening to this podcast, I imagine follows Bart, but it's at Winks Thinks. He's he's very entertaining. You'll enjoy Bo- it. Both of those guys make our radio station better. A lot. <clears throat> and that's fact. Uh, other folks that we work with may not agree with that, but the fact of the matter is those two individuals make us all better. They enhance our program, too. Had to be said. Yeah, for sure. Had to be said. Well-deserved awards last night. They were. They really were. Bart's great on social media. I could sit and watch him argue with people all day. And we... Um... I'm non-confrontational, so I like I enjoy other people fighting. <laughs> and we um well that's why you gamble. We we got beat by the college station. Yeah, yeah. I we, wasn't gonna say it, but we yeah, we got beat by the college station. Well we, some we came in second. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and sometimes Billy, you come in second to all a that happens station. is well, you know. We, we got beat by a college station. Do you just gotta keep <laughs> saying it? <laughs> Look at it on the bright side, man. One time Forrest Whitaker won an Oscar over Leonardo DiCaprio for their party. This is the last King of Scotland. Now, you go watch those two movies. We off our own podcast. Yep. You go watch those two movies and you tell me who the better actor was. Mm-hmm. All right? It wasn't Forrest Whitaker, it was Leo. Okay. I think that's a big excuse. <laughs> <laughs> we got beat by the college. I can't know. believe we got beat by the we college. In second, we came in second, though. We came in second. That is the worst fucking place to come in if you don't fit, if you don't win. I'd rather not even, not even be, be in the conversation. Don't even bring us into the nope. nominees. No, nope. no, nope. don't even talk about it. Just all right. So that's that. So congrats to Bill and Bart. Uh, get to know Ryan Horvat, latest member of the fan staff. Uh, we've been carrying on here for a little bit, and we got the next ten minutes or so to get to know you. How old are you? Thirty. Thirty. How long have you been in radio? Uh, five years now. Six years. Married internship. Yep, married. Children. One kid, four years old. Boy. Name. Boy, Nathan. Boy, Nathan. Nathan, Nathan what? Horvath. Nathan the boy. Nathan yeah. Nathan the boy Horvat. He's good people. I bet he is. You feel you're a good parent? I feel I'm a great parent, actually. I think it's easier to be a parent than it is to be a husband. Do you Adrian Peterson, your kid? <laughs> no, you know, I've actually only spanked my kid. I spanked him one time. And, I mean, he... Uh, <laughs> My kid <laughs> loves candy. He loves ice cream. He loves sugar. And one night, he was just bouncing off the walls. I fell asleep. I had to be up the next day at 4 a.m. I look at the clock. He's jumping on the bed, and it's 12, 15 a.m. So I politely say, hey, man, you got to chill out. You got to go to bed. You got school. I fall back asleep. It's 12, 45 a.m. He's still awake, and he's, like, rambling on. So I had to I had to give him a little spank in. Well, that's a good way to settle a boy down to go to sleep. Is I, give him a swat on the ass. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I felt terrible which, for like a week. I did too. I've, I've I spanked Ty once, my son, one time. He wouldn't take his medicine. You're taking this medicine. He was like, I don't know, five. Yeah. That range where you can, you're not like you're hurting them, but you just. You know, you get them good. Yeah, I didn't like whack no, them or anything. No, but you get, just, you get them. You know, but it's more the shock to them than it actually hurts. Yeah, I felt terrible. I did too. So now I just put him in timeout. He walks away from the timeout area. He doesn't listen to a word but see, I say. My reason was more important. He didn't take his medicine. Yours was just you had to sleep. <laughs> well, no, he was <laughs> he was jumping up and down on the bed, bouncing around. It was twelve forty-five a.m. Okay, and the wife, everything good there? Yeah. Yeah, everything's I think the, good. I thought it was a little telling though when you said that it was easier to. Now I'm not. I'm not either. So I just want to clarify mm-hmm. that. Um, it's easier to be a father than a husband. Yeah, because I mean I have a boy, so he wakes up. He wants to watch baseball. He watches a little wrestling. He runs into walls. He takes his bumps and bruises. He, he throws he, socks around. Yeah, mm-hmm. he eats and he goes to sleep. I love my wife, but our problem in the house is that when I get out of the shower, I throw my towels on the ground. You would think that. Don't do that. Yeah, I've learned the hard way. It's her pet peeve. So whenever we have an argument, she always just goes back to the towels. Well, Well, if you weren't so damn lazy, pick your towels up. Take that off the table. Then don't do it. And then she can never go back and use that argument. No, that's bullshit. It's a mental thing, though, Tim. I would love to just hang the damn towels up. Don't You put your towels where they go. You sound like her. No, it's not that difficult. (laughs) You, You guys, 
the younger generation, stop making the simple shit very difficult. No, these are the simple things. That's who he is. He doesn't have to change for anybody. These are the simple things. It's 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 very simple. I have gotten better. That and leaving the cap off the toothpaste. I always make that joke, but I got to get better at that. I mean, the, make the difficult. That's the, why I got the one that snaps on. The difficult stuff we get. Mm-hmm. That one, yeah, there are challenges. And are we going to sell the house? Do we? What do we do? Get a bigger house, bigger mortgage? Are we going to have another baby? Those sorts of things. Those are difficult enough. The towel on the goddamn floor. Right. I know. You guys are working, wasting time on that. Okay, so you've been in radio how long? Pretty much six years, including as an intern. Okay. Where'd so, you intern at? I interned at a couple different places. My The favorite internship I had, it was actually for a company called SRN. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Steve Leventhal. He lives in uh, Lake Bluff, Illinois. But he kind of operates his own radio station in his basement. So I was looking to be a reporter is kind of what I wanted to be. And his parents were sleeping upstairs? No, no. He actually, <laughs> okay. he actually owns the place, uh, you know. And so he put out... It's got plumbing and everything, Timmy. It's he put out cool an place. ad on the internet. I found it. And he was like, I'm looking for somebody to cover Chicago Bulls games, Chicago Bears games, Blackhawk games. Yep. Come and meet me at my house was the email that he sent over. You know, we'll go over to Bulls Media Day. That was my first assignment. So nice. this is a funny story because, you know, I had interned at radio stations, things of that such. And you go to a station where you see like 40 to 50 people, you know, it's a big company. I was going to meet this guy in his house... Never met the guy, so I was a little bit scared. So I actually brought my wife with me. I'm like, just come with me, drop me off, and then you could leave because I feel like I may get murdered in somebody's basement because I've never heard of this guy. Yeah. Turned important, out that it, important question. Sorry, I don't want to bring. No, it. you're good. Was this on Craigslist that you found this? No, I was on it a sounds, lot of different. It sounds like a man I was looking a, for a man. I was on a lot of different radio <laughs> job boards at the time, like STAA Talents, one of them. Yep. Now they have Sports Radio PD. Jason Barrett does a pretty good job with that one. Yeah. Um. Just trying to find anything, really, you know, to get into sports because a lot of different opportunities are there for hard news, things yep. of that such. But sports, I mean, it's for tough sure. to get a good internship. So first day uh, as an intern, I covered Chicago Bulls Media Day and uh, did a one-on-one interview with Derrick Rose. He was coming off the ACL injury. One-on-one. Yeah, he actually did a one-on-one with me, which was nice. pretty sweet. That is really cool. So that was my favorite internship because then I did games, and I did pretty much the same thing as, uh, you know, I just went and got sound and, you know, maybe did like a quick article. So that was my favorite internship. Did I just radio nerd out one-on-one? Cool. No, but that's that's sweet, especially the first day they do that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. He was a former MVP of the league, so yeah, I mean, it was pretty exciting. I'm honestly surprised he didn't tell you to piss off. Well, it was funny because he, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I worked with Steve. He gave me great advice because. Can we hear it? I told him. He said, yeah, we got to find that it interview. It probably wasn't that good. The interview? Yeah. I pretty much cut myself out of it, and so it's just pretty much... Well, yeah, and I'm interviewing Derrick Rose. Have you ever heard of Derrick Rose interview? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody took the guy's ACT for, for a reason. I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> but so uh, then I did small market. I went to Iowa. I went to Creston, Iowa, and uh, they actually make local news every once in a while. Um, they're not for anything good. Uh, it's, I think, like the meth capital of the world, but... Is it near what, what city? Des Moines. Okay, outside of Des Moines? Outside of Des Moines, yeah, like about 40 way, minutes. Oh, 40 minutes. Yeah. Doesn't everybody they, do math down they there? They have a radio station 40 minutes outside Des Moines. Yeah, and it's a smaller market and um, good experience, though, because I pretty much did everything there. You know, I hosted mornings, I hosted middays, I covered the Hawkeyes was the it, year that they went to the Rose it, Bowl. I'm assuming a sports station. So, uh, well, it was sports, but we also, it was weird, okay? So we did local news, local sports, it was like a local radio station, and then from like two to, you know, f- four a.m. It was country music. So I actually voice tracked for the country station. Oh, nice! And I hated so, country music. So it had like the you know radio rummage sale on like Saturdays. And- oh, you know what? Yeah, we did. We had auction block. Auction block. And you couldn't yes. take off that weekend, which always sucked. There was always something fun that would come a, up. You know, that's my buddies our big would be partying. Event. And I'd be sitting there, you know, 75, 85, 95, we got some sheep cattle coming through. No, I didn't really do it like that, but we would get things from, like, local businesses and auction it off. How I was the always hung over as hell. In Iowa. How old in was Crest- I? No, no, no. How were the women looking in Creston, Iowa? Not great. No? In Des Moines, there's some good-looking chicks. A lot of blondes in Iowa. Okay. Hmm. All right. I was into Something with the, the corn? Time. Something with the corn, yeah. I can tell you, though, man. I had to get out of there mainly because I couldn't breathe there. I don't know if it was the corn or just all the farming going on or something. Every morning I woke up, (laughs) I'd be stuffed up. I could barely talk on the morning show because I couldn't breathe. It's uh, 
So do they have like you know Doris from the down the street at the diner? Was she she like the the midday obituary reader or something or the news reader? Was no. It, um, did, did you feel like out of, a fish out of water? A little bit, and you know, I grew up in Chicago. Well, half of my family was from Chicago, and then the other half were all from Wisconsin. You know, from Ripon to Milwaukee, a couple okay. in Green Bay. You know, so I was used to bigger cities. I mean, the smallest, you know, being <clears> Ripon, and that even Ripon, Wisconsin makes um, Creston, Iowa, compared Ripon's like New York City, pretty what, much. What did his wife do that he was clowning around in some middle of Iowa radio station? No kidding. Well, she was working for Apple. She was a tech genius Whoa! at the time, so she was fixing products. Creston like, sounds great. Yeah. So she was working in Des Moines. <laughs> Des Moines sounds great. What yeah. kind of golden horseshoe do you up ha- have up your ass? <laughs> you got a kid that doesn't cry much. No, he never cries. You got a wife that works for Apple. And allows you to clown around with us. Yeah. She yeah. prefers it. Gets me out of the house, and I'm not dropping towels all over the place. That's true. <laughs> Don't put the towels. Where does she want you to put the towels? Hang them up on the towel rack. Like a human. How how far away from the shower when you when you dry yourself? How yeah. far away is that rack? Oh, it's it's probably a good two <laughs> three a, feet, maybe like a good six eight inches. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the towel rack here, oh, Ryan. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. I thought yeah. you were talking about my golden horseshoe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just just do that. I want your wife to like me, so if I can fix you of that habit. It's pretty simple. Just put the damn towel in the rack. Man, okay, she's so, already going to love you. So, okay, so how did you end up in Milwaukee, and how did you get this job? Okay, so I was in Iowa forever putting together tapes. I only wanted to come to Milwaukee. I grew up a huge Packers fan. I just wanted to cover the Green Bay Packers my whole life. Uh, my uncle, Earl Gillespie, used to do games for the Milwaukee Braves, so I go back, watch tapes of him. On, on, on our radio station. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, yeah, twelve fifty used to cover uh, be the flagship for Braves baseball. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And so I always wanted to be here, and I took a couple different chances. I tried to intern here, and uh, it was just you know it wouldn't have worked out. I was two hours away, and that would have been you know four hours spent in the car for what a three four hour shift just wouldn't mm-hmm. have worked out, especially yep. you know unpaid position. So I just kind of kept taking shots. Never saw any job openings. And then I went to school, uh, when I got out of Western, I went to um, Illinois Center for Broadcasting for a year or two, mainly to get an internship, because I had already passed college, and everybody's like, you can't intern here, because right. you're not in school. Yep. So I went there, and I met uh, Cody Grant, actually, when I was finishing Grant. up, he was coming in. Cody Grant! So I saw he got hired here, and I was like, you know, I love Cody, I was kind of pissed, I was like, man, damn, Cody's kid's a, a Bears guy. fan, and he's going to get to cover the Packers, so I hit him up. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, are you guys ever hiring? And he said, actually, right now we're hiring uh, part-time producers. So I asked Amanda, and I was full-time in Iowa, making decent money for Iowa. I mean, if you're making 35, 40 grand in Iowa, you're, you're rich. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I said, hey, I got a chance. Maybe I could get a job over at the fan. I've always wanted to work there. You know, uh, would you mind if we went there and I did uh, part-time and – did something else on the side. You she made 35, like, 40 grand in Creston, Iowa? I started Billy, it 32. looks like you're headed to Creston. I'm getting the fuck out of this <laughs> My, The guy, the general manager said to me, he sat me down, he goes, okay, I want you to come out here, but I don't have the biggest budget. I'm expecting him to say like 15, and I'm getting out of there because I ain't moving right. to Creston, Iowa for 15 a year. And he goes, how about we start you at 32, and I'll give you an extra $100 a week for play-by-play. Jesus. And I said, I'll start on Monday. What's his phone number? Wow, there you go. <laughs> Six four one. Billy looks like you're going okay. to Creston. All right, Iowa. and so you uh, contacted Tom or Sparky. So I contacted um, Tom. I got Tom's information from Cody. Okay. Originally, I used to contact Chuck all the time because he's the name. If you go right now on um, on like the job boards, he's the name to contact if you want to have an internship here. Oh, internship. Yes. Internship, yeah. No, but you wanted something more. I wanted a job, yeah. Job, so I job. contacted Tom. Yes. Um, I probably annoyed the hell out of him because I think I sent him like three, four emails. I think I still probably annoy the hell out of him because I email him all the time like, hey, Tom, uh, can I do this? Can I do that? Right. Um, But so, yeah, he got back to me. He said, come in for a meeting. Came in, met him once, and then I started. And I uh, started, I think, the first couple weeks I did Admirals games, uh, did a couple Bucks post-game shows, and... Now I'm lucky enough to work with you guys every once well, in a while. Well, yeah, no, I uh, I appreciate that that uh, that you're here. Number mm-hmm. one, I, it had nothing to do with us, uh, but we did fight for you. I appreciate that. I love working the- with you guys. It's a great. I love the post game show. It was my dream. It's crazy, but like growing up, I always wanted to do pregame and postgame because 
I would go to a lot of games with my dad, whether it be uh, out here, whether it be at the old Chicago Stadium, Wrigley Field. And my favorite part of leaving the game was always getting in the car and listening to the post-game show on the way home, sitting in traffic. So I always just wanted to be a part of it. But it's more than that, though. I mean, we're already, in a sense, qualified to do post-game shows and pre-game shows as sports fans. We are sort of qualified to do that in terms of the knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why. Because as sports guys, we did that. We we did the show in our in our cars, yeah, with our fathers, or with our brothers, or with our friends. We had the box score. We were running through the numbers. We just didn't have a sponsor read <laughs> for it after we did it. <laughs> That's right. The post game the post game inside the dugout wasn't brought to you by at that time, but yep. we still did it. I, I I've told the story all the time about Stevie and I way back in the nineties. We'd already done the post game show. Yeah. It was just over the phone to each other after a shitty loss, you know, and yeah. it was breaking it down. So in that regard, we're we're pretty lucky. So and we're pretty lucky to have you on on the post game show we as well, because we've been through a, a lot of folks. And this dude is a talented dude, man. Yeah. No. 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 I I get that. That's why I fought, I fought for him. That's why we wanted him on the show. <laughs> I appreciate it. You know, and that's make me that, blush. That, that, that's the thing that. Um, I think society is changing a little bit, and Billy, you you and I have talked about this. I think, Ryan, you and I just a little bit have talked about this, that unfortunately the same rules don't apply in the entertain, uh, entertainment business that apply down at the account accounting firm mm-hmm. or the insurance office. The same rules, they don't apply. They mm-hmm. don't apply at a, a, a movie motion picture production house in Hollywood. They don't apply there just like they don't apply here. We are judged as entertainers, and there is a pecking order in that judgment scale. Somewhere you have to rank them. You have to rank your talent. And I ranked you on the little little that we've heard of him, Billy, right? Yeah. I mean, he skyrocketed what, the charts. Three or four updates that we had heard and, and conversations and knew knew what it was. And, and so. Understood it. We 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 did. It was recognized. It's a right subjective. It's a subjective business, but there's a, there's a level to the subjectivity. And and once we once we found our guy, we wanted to make sure that he joined us because we're the good side. Now I, I do want it. I want to promote that you two is it you two or is there a third wheel in on a new podcast? No, I think it's just going to be uh, Ryan and I, and it's uh, we're we're still working on some of the naming rights and different uh, finishing touches on on the the launch. It's going to be a good time, and we're going to talk a little bit more of uh, Ryan and I in our short time as as now being becoming friends. We both find out that we're somewhat degenerates. <laughs> And uh, him we, more than you, though. And yeah, and we wanna we wanna talk about it because there are more of us too. Oh, a lot more. There's a lot more of us than people want to say. So we're gonna have an open, safe place for those degenerates that also enjoy sports and like the entertainment level that comes when the stakes are a little bit higher. Can I suggest something to you guys? Yes. yes. Your first guest, you know who it has to be. You. No. God. Pharrell. No. no. Think. Think small. Think small. Little. About that that tall Dino. Yes. <laughs> oh hell yeah. After what we found out about him last night, yes. kid wins a freaking three hundred and fifty dollar DraftKings and he and he's not fired up it's about like it. It's like he won a fucking five dollar scratch. Yes. And now he's not here today because his dad heard on the radio show that he gambles and now he's grounded. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know there's a little bit of an issue or you're way, way into it. If you win $350 through DraftKings $12 pool and you're like, nah. Okay. And see, cool. real fun. quick to defend myself, now everybody's like, oh, man, this guy's a degenerate gambler. He's got a gambling problem. He loves to gamble. I didn't start no, gambling don't. until I went to Vegas and I just made a big hit. So I've been playing with house money forever. What kind of I'm big cheap hit? As, I'm cheap as hell. Well, every year I would take, I like futures. Uh, win totals yeah. over under. So mm-hmm. I hit a couple of those one We're gonna year. We're going to talk a lot of those. I think I had the Oakland Athletics uh, over one year. I had the White Sox over. I had the Sox um, when they won the World Series years back. I actually took that in the beginning of the year. But that that pays odds. The over and under is just pretty much even money. Even money, yeah. So the odds were where I hit. I had the Cubs winning the World Series uh, two years ago. Uh, Gonzaga going to the national championship a couple of years ago. So I've been playing with house money for a long time, but don't get it wrong. I am like the cheapest person on this planet. Okay. So as soon as I have to use yeah. like my actual money, then I'll probably drop out of the game. Then you'll slow bit. down. Yeah, I'll slow down right. a little bit. I won't be taking, uh, I won't be taking 6 a.m. Manchester United soccer games anymore. No, 
But it just makes it, it let's be let's call a spade a spade, guys. It makes sports a little bit more fun when there's something on the line. I think it's in large part what the NFL is based upon. Totally is. Over and, the years and it is. You helped. go overseas anywhere you go to watch a sporting event, you can walk right on up. You walk in, you get your chips, you get yep. your popcorn, you bet on who you think is gonna win, and you go and sit down in your seat. Don't see anything wrong with it. It's one thousand percent taboo in But I will say this to the you United too. States, not for the last five years though. You guys want people to listen to your podcast, right? Mm-hmm. We do. Lots and lots and lots of people. You better be fucking right. Oh, we will. Don't worry. We're giving up nothing but winners, man. Don't just throw it out there because there's strength in numbers. Don't throw 58,000 plays out there. The best horse bettors out there, and this is in, in uh, tradition, uh, in history, the best ones don't show up grab a program, and bet all 15 races. No. One or two, right? They target a couple of plays, Mm -hmm. and that's all they do. That's all they want. So if it has to be a Detroit Lions-Tampa Bay Buccaneers game coming up this fall, then that's what you target. Because I'll tell you what, if I hear that you guys are right more times than not, and there's a lot of competition out there. There is now, yes. Big time there is. So you guys, if you do – Find some sort of, I don't know, combination. I'm in. <laughs> you, we're gonna then we're gonna jump through. Uh, oh, I'm in. So so what we have been what we have been thinking about is there's there's plenty of different reasons to, uh, and, and plenty of different ways for us to to bring the the numbers and and the different lines into into play on the podcast is we're gonna we're gonna talk about what we do outside of here and what what we would like and what we would suggest, but ultimately. We're going to put our money where our mouth is, and and what we do is going. You're going to hear about it. Our our wins, you're going to hear about it. You, you, we're going to not glorify our losses, but we'll point out when we're wrong, and then we're going to show you why the percentages are. You should be listening to us because we're going to win you more money than you are going to lose. You are going to lose a bet here and there. Yeah, well, because my pet peeve is these gambling sites now, especially in these Twitter accounts that give out plays. Then when they're wrong, they delete the uh, they delete the tweet. So they'll brag about their wins, but they won't acknowledge their losses. We somebody, won't do that. Somebody t- okay, cool. Somebody told me years ago, you remember the old uh, 1-800-4-STAR-BET? Call mm-hmm. me, I got your 10,000-star lock of the year. Some of them are still out there, these phone companies. Yeah. I think a lot of them are legit. Years ago, when these things first got going, didn't they make a movie on one of them? There's yeah, a movie uh, Two out. for the Money with Matthew McConaughey. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, but someone told me, we were talking about that movie, someone told me that, say you got 100 callers in, you're going to charge all 100 callers just to get your service. Mm-hmm. So you make money there. Um, you you tell 50 of your callers to play the Packers, and you tell the other 50 to play the Eagles, and you, you're guaranteed that 50% will do return business. And the other, you try and damage control. The 50 losers, yep. you tr- just try to damage c- control. Is that true, that that was happening? I don't know. That's what I I'm honestly asking. wouldn't be surprised if it was. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. You just damage control the losers. Ah, don't worry, buddy. We'll get them back. We're going to get them back. We're, we're at 60, <laughs> 66% success rate. Yeah. But the other 50 are all in. What do you got this week? Now, right. my real question is, do we have to start smoking like four packs a day? Speaking of which, sound a little bit more. Like <laughs> yes, this. you do. And this podcast is way too long. I got to have a smoke. It's crazy. <laughs> the numbers are outstanding. Uh, so Ryan Horvat, welcome to the team. Thanks, guys. I appreciate. He got off a lot easier than Dino did. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, let's get into it. We got a couple of more minutes. <laughs> so Dino said he has has uh, had four women in his life. Oh man. And and you told me you were disappointed. Was it you that told me that? No, someone I'm, told me I'm they proud were, of them. Someone told me they were disappointed that I didn't call him on that. That that was Bart told me that. Bart was the one that told you. Bart that. said right. you didn't call Dino on that. That he's had four women because Bart says it's way way under, right? Way under. Yeah, you always take two. I think. So off where the where might you be at then? Just one. My wife. Does your wife listen to your work? <laughs> no, she doesn't actually. Okay, so okay, uh, what's so the how real many? number? <laughs> I don't know a lot. I mean, I'd probably go over. Uh, now let's not be crazy. No, I'm not being crazy. I'm. I'll I'm, set I'm the truthful. over under at eleven and a half. Probably over. 
I'm uh, old. Are you going to bank our, our 66% success rate on the new podcast? Hold on, Billy. You thought 11 was – that's a good number at 30? I was just asking. Well, okay, see, I'm only 23. Where are you at? I Under. Huh. Yeah. If you go, like, three hours away from home and you don't live with your parents for four years of college, I think your number should be over 10. Unless you have a girlfriend. And I never wanted a girlfriend in college. Oh, I, wow. I made yeah. the mistake senior year <laughs> and had a girlfriend. Times sure have changed. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, they have changed. See, yeah, we're all post magic, so this is the issue that we get. I'm not saying your numbers are impressive. They they've changed for the worse. Yeah. Wow. It's not the seventies well, anymore. No, 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 eight, 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 sorry. Stop. I told 80s. you this is post magic. There's a lot more concerns nowadays. The eighties pre AIDS era Um was just uh, incredibly fun. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh my god. <laughs> you guys have just it was commonplace all the time the bars in madison in the early 80s just unbelievable you just stand around something would happen hang out something would happen be a wallflower so we'd actually <laughs> we'd actually hang out in the girls john these days you'd get arrested for it easily we would just sit up on the vanity and just hey gay ladies how's it going you know while they're trying to use the bathroom yes and most of them wouldn't <laughs> even care the they wouldn't care it would be bar time. You God know. damn, I grew up in the wrong generation. Hey, honey, I'll talk to you in a minute. Just and, let me pop a squat real quick. <laughs> no, but then then the AIDS. What's up, scared. sweetheart? AIDS One or everything. two. It did. It settled us all The down. monkey from Outbreak ruined everything. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you it, ever see that movie? Yeah. No. <laughs> it 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 really settled all of us down. Mm-hmm. And and now there ain't no more raw dogging, right? Or is there? <laughs> okay. On that note, I just learned that term a year ago. I just felt cool saying it. <laughs> I felt younger just using that term. All right, are we good? We got to go. Ryan. You got to go do some raw dog. <laughs> Ryan, good luck, man. Thanks, Thanks, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.